is the Behind the Grind Podcast with J.D. Roberts, Big Rob, and Tony B. Yeah, bring in the actual intro so we can start this podcast. Behind the Grind Podcast, Behind the Grind Podcast. First we grind, then we podcast, Behind the Grind Podcast. Sorry, we were flipping off Rob's phone. It was turned into full-blown shit. You just got to give it a minute. You're, you're probably going to have like 17 watch parties going yeah. by the time we're done yeah. with this. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Behind the Grind podcast. I am Tony B, J.D. Roberts, Big Rob right there. If you've never watched the podcast before. Big Rob, a.k.a. the Blueberry. Yep. Mr. Kool-Aid <laughs> over here. I look like the fucking blue Oh, Mr. yeah. Kool-Aid. We talk about the behind the scenes. We're all professional entertainers here. It's what we do for a living in one form or another. And uh, this, we talk about behind the scenes things that you don't see. You see us up on stage on the weekend, smiling, performing. But there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes, and Apparently, that's kind of what we pictures, talk about. Somebody took of me this weekend. I don't smile and perform. You got I don't a lot either. of anger here in these two. I think sometimes there's just a lot of anger. You I watch think your I, fucking mouth. You ever listen to the music you make on that on Dad Over Dare? Yeah, <laughs> to a Dad Over Dare. They're all my my music is all <laughs> about the music I produce is all about love and unity and happiness. That's uh, for sure. Uh, I know. Here, no, there's no <laughs> anger. No anger. Back in the day, maybe there was some kicking anger. Kicking ass in it. and kicking ass and kicking ass and kicking ass. No, That's Tony music. Now it's a house music all, of, all about kick peace. you out of the house music. So I, no, I'm not really in the hard house era anymore. That was a little more aggressive, a little more angry house. But what I make now is it's all about the love, baby. So um, let's let's get this thing started with how was everybody's weekend? Oh, yeah. uh, my weekend was great. What did you do since uh, you weren't here last week and we missed you? Yeah. Oh, very missed. Well, thank you. Um, I'll be glad when all this health shit's over with. Yeah. Neither, yeah, it's just, I live at doctor's offices and it's great. They charge me lots of rent. <laughs> so, so where were you at this weekend? Um, BCS on Friday and then, are you shitting me? It's BCS okay. on Friday <laughs> and Harbor Grill on Saturday. How were those? Good. Yeah. Uh, I had a good time at BCS and. As always, it's kind of like home in Stafford. Yeah. And then Harbor Grill is owned by the same people that own Brock's. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the food is now I know I tremendous. Huh? Nothing. Tony's hey, in the world. Could you keep your petty Barbie <laughs> shit over there down? Um, <laughs> Sudden that you had all around. Good weekend. over there. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the food. We, we, spent, <laughs> we spent my whole band paycheck on food at Harbor Grill. Oh, Jesus. Dude, but it's it's not hard to do. I mean, Robbie was the only smart one in order a sandwich because we get sandwiches free, right? But I was like, no, that's special. I got with that mahi sounds really yeah. good. So, so you spent your pay? Yeah, me food. and Amy uh, enjoyed it. Yeah, I've done that money a times. Key bars. lime pie. I had the cheesecake. Oh God, I love cheesecake. They had this mahi with like a don't talk pineapple about mango food. relish. Oh, wow, and these baked cheese crusted potatoes. Wow. Like all gratin potatoes with like a Parmesan crust. And then, dude, I'm not an asparagus fan. Let me just throw that out there. But asparagus is what the vegetable was. And I'm like, I'm not leaving food on the plate. Because as Prentice Ralston used to shout me out as a kid, they're starving kids over in fucking Africa. They would love to have that asparagus shit thrown away. So I ate the asparagus and it was very good. Yeah, well, I'm trying to think. What did I do this weekend? I was off all weekend. You were. You had the video shoot on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. So Break let, down the video shoot. Oh, very let, interesting. Let, let's talk about this shit. So. Um, shit show? Yeah. Is the so, venue getting a positive shout out? Uh, I'm not even going to drop venue names because I'm not going to be that guy. 
so we were supposed to shoot a music video this Sunday at a establishment in Fredericksburg. So we get there. The deal that we had with the venue was we were going to get there at 3 p.m. And we had from 3 p.m. until at least midnight to do whatever we had to do. Hey, David. So we get there at 3 p.m. I had a group of people with me. They were all ready to be in the video. We were going to knock it out. It was going to be a quick shoot, a quick fun shoot. Right? Quick fun shoot. A quick fun shoot. Keywords. That sounds like me and my girlfriends in high school. Easy. Quick fun shoot. Anyway. So, anyways, we... uh, Just kidding. I was a loser. So, we do... We get there at 3 o'clock, and there's still customers in the bar, which is no big deal. So, finally, like 3.30, they all get out. I go to my car... Uh, to go get the props. Now, the props was a full bottle of Jack Daniels and an empty bottle of Jack Daniels. So I brought it in to the bar, and they flipped. I mean, flipped. Why did they flip, J.D.? And so like, I, they were like, you got to get it out of here. You got to get it out of here. I said, why? Like, I thought we talked about this, and the guy was like, no, no, no we, we only have a beer and wine license. That's it. I'm like, okay, let me get the full bottle of Jack out of here. And he's like, no, you can't even have the empty bottle in here unless you take the label off. Well, I'm like, that's true by law. No, it's not. It isn't. No, because there's plenty of bars that have empty liquor bottles that only have wine and beer, and that's it. It's Every just nothing can be in it. Gotcha. So, anyway, so we had to go through this whole big ordeal about taking the label off, and fucking, I had to find a way to make tea the same color as Jack Daniels. Like we had to boil tea, right? And we had to leave it unsweetened. Because when we put the sugar in it, we found out that it bubbles. Right? Whiskey doesn't bubble. So after we get all this done, we start shooting. And I, I had to tell everybody, everybody was leaving because, you know, we had to wait around for like an hour before we could really get started. So I told them, I was like, well, we'll come back around like 530. So they go come back around 530. As we're in the middle of the shoot, the owner comes up to me. He goes, oh, I just want to let you know, I got a party of 40 coming in at 630 and another party of 20 coming in at 730. Hmm. This bar holds 50 people. Right. So it completely shot the whole video. Like we we ended up pulling out and we had to go over to BCS to finish it last What'd night. What'd you end up doing? Pulling out. With, That's the first time out. he's done that. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say you're, that game is weak. Ha ha! So funny. Sorry, David har, har. said we're stepping it up with Luke Combs on the podcast with the Columbia shirt. Yeah, this is a uh, Mister Blueberry I'm pu- Combs. I'm Combs. Jungle George, what up? So, anyways, we had to uh, we had to take it over to BCS last night to kind of reshoot everything, and it just put a whole damper in the plans. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because a lot of people don't understand, especially on like where on the level. Whereas musicians, we're just local, so it's not like we have this huge budget, and you know, we like hire out extras and rent out venues and all this oh, crazy shit. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of guerrilla video shoots for the most part, right? Yeah, you just pile in and do it. Real, I mean, you have an agreement with the owner of the venue that hey, I'm going to come in and do this for for you know a little bit of time. But all the other shots, you just go do them like street shots. If you're doing a, a shot out in the street downtown, you just go do it. Doing a shot in the store or another place, you just go do it. Right? Yeah. But like, that. love that. You know, it was just it really put a damper in the whole plan. And somebody even stopped by to show support and make my cameo in the video. And I, I told you to just go home. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate the honesty. Really. I, I was at my, uh, I'm going to fucking explode point yeah, when you yeah. stopped by. So I was like, just yeah. go. You didn't want me to see that. You dropped two F-bombs already. I'm really I, proud of him. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not in a happy place today. I'm still trying to find my Well, happiness. you should be happy because we're here. I know. And you're here with us. Yep. So and we're behind the grind podcast where we grind and we podcast. Asus, what up, man? I got a lot of people in my in mind. I don't know about yeah, you. Yeah, we got a, oh, hey, he's 
He's also got a dad over on the desk of a Billboard record. Like <laughs> that, no one gives a shit about. We don't want to hear so. about this at all day I'm, today. I'm so talking I'm about all those F people. <laughs> I've got say, lots of people yeah, over hi. here. Say, so, I'm saying we should shout them out. That's all. Look, I'm the only. I'm the radio guy here. I'm trying to guide you. Well, Big Rob is the only current radio personality on the panel right now. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> I've never been a radio personality. Radio superstar yeah, over here. He is. He is. All I, around. My mom Megastar. always told me I had a face for radio. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, uh, Rob, you said that you had this rant. That you no, to let Tony go, man. Let Tony uh, go. Uh, I'm, I don't, I'm I, unimportant over here. I mean, I'm just these guys are talented, trained number musicians. One I'm I'm the golden child. With all the, right? And you, and you got your dad, so we're gonna leave it at that. I have shit. Like I'm literally <laughs> nothing. I have Tic Tacs and a fucking energy drink problem. These guys <laughs> are very talented musicians doing real gigs out there singing songs. And he all used I, to be famous, so it works out great. Famous. All I like I how is, I put my thumb in your hand as I was pointing. That was very awkward. <laughs> I put my hand down. That was very awkward. Please don't ever do that again. Would you rather me do that or sneeze on you again? But all I do is spin MP3, so I'm not very important. But I did have all a great I do gig. Is spin MP3. I, uh, sometimes waves. Um, he didn't even spin him. He quality. just hit, he hits play. He's like a glorified no, Spotify. He him up. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a playlist DJ. Why is there an error loading my video? Um, piss me off. Friday night had a great gig at Hard Times <laughs> Cafe Four Mile Four. Did you do the handstand like like you were talking? about? I didn't. I tried and and one time and then I was talked down. I was like, please don't. The crowd asked me not to do it. Oh, they were concerned for. Did they safety. actually tell you not to do it, or did your wife tell you not to do it? She wasn't there yet. So. <laughs> hey, anybody in my watch party? Can y'all but see the video? Like you guys talk about um, BCS, which I love going up there. You know, I've been there a handful of times and doing something up there on Valentine's Day. I'm excited about how that's like home to you guys. Yeah. That's how hard times is for me. You know, I've done gigs there for so many years, so much, so many gigs for so many years. That place feels like home to right. me. So, got to play with Scotty Rock, Mister the Ultimate Open Format DJ. He didn't take too many crazy left turns. Like I, like, like I expected him to. Yeah, like he was saying he was going to, but always a fun time spending with Scotty Rock. Good crowd. Well, Scotty will go from like country to seventies dance yeah. disco. Yeah, he didn't do too many left turns, but good solid music. We had a good time. Then uh, on Saturday up in D.C. for the Zy Young thing up there at the Public Bar Live meet up. Cool venue. Had a great time. Yeah, always from the videos it. I saw, it was like the yeah. the bar, and yeah. then the stage was right above, above the, the bar. bar. Yeah, they have a really cool rooftop there. We weren't we weren't. Uh, didn't have access to that. They're having a private party up there, but oh. uh, it was a lot of fun. I just love going to D.C. I love the city. I always stay up, try to stay up there for the night, and we did the first time renting those little scooters. Yeah. It was just the so much Those fun. Those things are so fucking annoying. Yeah. They're very annoying, and I, the whole time I'm doing it, my I'm going to tell a little backstory here. Oh, here my father used to be a fireman <laughs> in D.C. for many, right. many years. And I'm just thinking as I'm riding these things around how dangerous it is, how many close calls I saw just while I was doing it. I even had one or two myself. I'm sure behind me my wife had several. Just how dangerous they are and how like probably the what, city. What, are you trying to say that Dora's clumsy or something I mean, and she's yeah. not as capable as you are? Is that what you're trying to say, Tony? I might be a little more athletic. So you're trying to say that you are better than she is at it, and you didn't even know because you were in front of her. You should have let her in front of you. Yeah, that's the gentleman thing to do. Ungentlemanly. No, you conceited bastard. That is your your you. you, I know you have a love affair going on with my wife. I have nothing going on with your wife. But you'll learn. 
that beautiful woman when she gets in the city is just kind of amazed by the lights and the sounds and everything. So, so now you're saying she's special. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like she talks to the ceiling fan type shit. No <laughs> way she to go, to Dora. She just doesn't sometimes pay attention. JD and, and I will support you. We have we have emotional oh, support god. for you dealing with this egotistical prick. I'm gonna. Uh, I, I get concerned that she's going to get hit or something like that. But the sec- we, we rode two days. We had so much fun. We did it on Saturday. Rode over to the Freaky Deaky store, picked up a couple items, and then drove back. Uh, did the gig. The Freaky Deaky And then um, got up on Sunday and rode them all freaking day on Sunday down to the mall, the monuments around the White House. And that day, because of her yoga pants, I did put her in the front. You sexist bitch. You're a sexist bastard. Hey, you know, she told you she told you last week when you weren't here, Rob, about our great sex life. You missed that conversation. Things are getting no, so weird. No, she said weird. she had a great sex life. She <laughs> said nothing about it being with you. That is, I don't know if that's entirely accurate. I'm going to go back and watch the episode and see I'm if that's kidding. what she said. I'm just kidding. I was at the doctor's office. But, uh, so I had a, great, a great weekend. I love it when I can combine a gig out of town, having some fun, and, and having my wife involved. That's just the ultimate perfect situation for me. So, Great weekend. <laughs> So here, here's a question for the both of y'all, because both of y'all book gigs. Yeah. Um, so for those of you who don't know, I, I also book gigs uh, for different venues and sometimes some other artists. Um, so I'm, I'm going to ask y'all both this question, okay. and, and I would like your response. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of a two-parter. Two-parter. All right. So first off, when you send a message to a bar to yeah. be booked, and you don't get a response within, say, 24 hours. Yes. Do you keep sending messages over and over and over until you get a response? First of all, it's or do you kind of give it like a month or so and just be like, "Hey, just a reminder, I reached yeah. out to you." Okay, you go first. First of all, twenty-four hours is a completely ludicrous amount of time to expect an answer back from a business. Yeah, right. now um, yeah. I, I agree. I, I will say week. I wait a week and then I send a message, be like, "Hey." I know you're busy, like you're running a business and everything, and you, you've got 700 other titles. But I sent a message last week and just wondering, you know, who I have to speak to. We're out booking at your establishment. And um, if that is you, can we please set up a time to speak? Yeah. I, so I would, I would so you keep it on the weekly. Simple. And would definitely after, not do a daily message. Definitely not do a daily message. After no. a couple of weeks you just say, of sending the weekly thing, around. then... Then I'll put a three-week, four-week gap and just be like, hey, I touched base with you a month ago. I never heard back. Just was curious if maybe things have slowed down enough to speak. Right. Tony? Same. Okay. I've had a uh, – I kind of had one of those moments the other day. Uh, there's a couple different establishments I book at, and I have all the artists go send – I ask for an EPK or some kind of version of it, yeah. which is anything from like live videos to, you know, if you have any originals, stuff like that. So I can hear you. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And something you can give to the people that you are potentially booking this person. Yeah. And cause like, even though I do the booking, I still have to get the okay to the owners. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, they so, want to know who they're booking. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. So I, I had a person literally send me, this is no lie. Three messages a day for the past two weeks asking if I received his email. And finally, I responded with, as many times as you messaged me, I'm no do longer interested. Do I know interested. this person? No. I don't think you do. Oh, they're, lo- they're not low. Okay. Yeah. And then also within the email, they wouldn't send videos of them playing or nothing. Okay. Just, so just I, questions. I'm just, I'm, I'm, well, what was, in the, what was in the original thing they sent you? Hey, I'm interested in playing at your establishment. I charged this much for four hours. Do you have any open dates? 
Wow. And that's it. Yeah, it was a very bland message. Seems legit. Seems legit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, but it, it was just like a, a curiosity. Are you usually name drop too. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to. Be like, hey, JD, blaze at your blaze. I'm better than he is. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, so like, and I'll do it for fifty bucks cheaper. So here's my no, thing. I no, know, I know, like how I handle things. Most of the time, like, I'll send an owner or a business page like a message, and then I'm kind of like, I'm with Rob. Yeah. I wait like a week. Most of the time, I end up forgetting, and I'll just go back to my message. I'll like, hey, to name drop too. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna like, name I'm drop today. In Georgia, and I'm like, hey, when I talk to the people who played there, I'm like, is it okay if I name drop y'all? Yeah. I never, ever, 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 ever name drop without asking. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about name drop on here. I, I wasn't going to Oh, I'll name drop on here in a heartbeat. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm talking about when I call up a venue. That's that. That's honestly a great end. Like, if you know a performer and know that you do oh, yeah. similar type stuff. Yeah. And, a cosign like, goes well, a long like, way. If JD plays somewhere and he's established there, I'll be like, hey, is it okay if I talk to this place and say I know you? Yeah. And that we have a similar style of entertaining. Well, that's also a different thing too. But then there's also people like that I know in this area that will literally go in and go, "I'm going to bring you more people than this guy," and I know he plays here. And then they end up trying to make me look like shit. But then they end up making themselves look like shit. I usually do that when I'm, you know, talking about you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do that with you all the time. I go, "You hire Rob." I mean, the motherfucker looks like the fucking Kool Aid guy. Oh, Not shit. very good. So don't you want a younger slimmer? You're bordering on hurtful. <laughs> bordering on fucking hurtful. I miss a week. Thanks, I get his JD's fucking. Wow. <laughs> this is my first four letter word. Wow. That's a three letter word. I said it before. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you say that and yeah. you say wow. Lost my parents on Sons that. Of... Oh, you Lord. Lost... So, Rob, go. this rant, just go. What? No, I ran. Oh, is this like end of the podcast type of thing? Well, it's it's me. I don't know. I don't know. It, it just has to come naturally. Like uh, I can't just force it because it comes in the left field. Like we have to hit on something that triggers. So first it. of all, thirty four years ago today was the yep. shuttle disaster. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I was four. I can remember. Believe it or not, though, I can remember watching it. They interrupted my mother's soap operas. With it, because you didn't instantly get news. Your phone didn't blow up right. when the space shuttle did. Thirty-four years was what year then? I'm not Thirty-four years would have been it's eighty-six. Uh, yeah. Okay. That long? Huh? That long? Huh. Let's see. Year I moved to LA, eighty-six. And uh, that was huge because wasn't it the? If I'm correct, wasn't it the first woman astronaut? I. Yeah, no, what, or was that the one with the teachers on board? That was teacher else. was a, well. She was a teacher though. Sally Ride was the first woman, wasn't she? I don't, I don't know. know if it was Sally on this. Or I think I think you're, I think JD's right. It was a teacher. I don't know. If Sally. Yeah, that, Wes. Wes just said leave my little Kool Aid man alone. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not sure we should know that information. I'm. I'm I don't want to. Speak oh, on something it. else to sure. talk that about. Sounds familiar. I saw this on Facebook. Yeah. But you interviewed Kobe Bryant. That's you know I feel terrible for not really having the the clearest memory of that. But that was that was a, a crazy period of time. Groove Radio. I mean, we did things like that all the time. We had people calling in, people stopping by left and right. Um, but yeah, um, my friend Mohammed Moretta, who was on the station with me, Mohammed, first of all, tours with Cool of Cool and the Gang all, all over Europe all the what? time. So just with I'm cool. so envious of his life. He's what? just like so he tours with Cool, just cool. not the gang. Yeah, I think that's one of those situations where 
there's a cool in the gang experience or something that plays here in the States. Crystal cool. McCullough was the teacher. There you go. Good looking out. The actual cool, the actual sing- singer of Cool in the Gang is called Just Cool. Right. That's his show and experience. And my, my guy, Mohammed Moretta, is a DJ and producer, and he tours with him and DJs at all of his shows. But anyway, Muhammad was uh, on Groove Radio with me. He was another one of the DJs, and we always called each other. We were out and doing things, and he set up a, a meeting with, with Kobe through a friend when Kobe first moved to L.A. and was right. like, met at a basketball court in Santa Monica. And then apparently they, they called into my show, and I talked to Kobe, and I vaguely, vaguely sense him bringing that well, up. Well, did, didn't the post say it? It, was like he was like 18? Yeah, it's when he first – I mean, well, he got drafted. When he was drafted, he was 17. Right, but, high school. Yeah, but the season when the season started and when he moved to LA, you know, he just turned eighteen. Right. Yeah. So, well, were, I mean, that's still pretty that's, cool. I mean, that's amazing, dude. That's yeah. an amazing milestone for me in, in in my career. That's an amazing thing to happen, man. Yeah. So, so um, I mean, I was sorry to interrupt you. I was, I mean, I'm still really taken aback by the whole yeah. thing. You know, I'm a huge basketball fan. Um, was the Lakers? You know, when I first moved to LA, was the tail end of the Magic. You know, Johnson him and era. Shaq. Or yeah. the reason I started watching basketball. Yeah. So when I when I, I was eight, when my mom got pregnant with my brother, okay. right, and she was like, "I think I want to name him Kobe," and I was like, "Kobe, that's a weird name." She's yeah. like, "You know, like Kobe Bryant, like the basketball player." I'm like, "No, I don't." And <laughs> it like intrigued my interest. Yeah. So I I was a really big basketball fan there for a couple of years, and I was I only liked the Lakers just because of Shaq and Kobe. Shaq's a beast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The whole thing, you know, really, really yesterday, all day, and and um just watching videos and doing a little more in-depth research that we can find online, like watching the flight path and hearing the, the conversations back and forth between the, the air traffic controllers and the pilot and stuff like that. I mean, it looks like they just got caught. That area out there, Calabasas, I used to live very close to it. Right before we moved uh, back here to Virginia, my wife worked in Calabasas. Right. And when I was back there in December, the meet and greet that we had was in Calabasas. And at the meet and greet on the way, I saw the that Lost Virginus Canyon sign right. that you see in all the coverage and stuff like that. And my, it's also to add a little more to it, my buddy Mike Flores, who I stayed with out there right. on that morning, on Sunday morning, was driving over to Woodland Hills to go to the dispensary, yeah, which is right next to Calabasas. And he he thinks he saw he saw a helicopter flying very low, kind of that's just wild. awkward, and, and and saw it happen. You know what really pisses me off about the whole situation, What's that? and and this is why I fucking hate news media like a lot so tmz went under fire because they posted about you know kobe bryant's death before the family could even get notified which tmz to me they're a bunch of scumbags it may not entirely be true i've watched two interviews with harvey in the past two days but still i think let me just tell you you that that i i agree to a certain point with that there are all paparazzi is pretty much the majority of scumbags. It's what they do. It's the society we live in. And we all with, with what we all do as artists and stuff like that on social media, we all play into it. That's a whole nother podcast right there. But Harvey was tipped off about this by a law enforcement source, by a current law enforcement right, source. Right. He has a very good relationship with Kobe, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. And he worked with Kobe's people for an hour before he released the statement. Yeah. So everything that you, I mean, you, you know, the story about the, Van, about the real Vanessa, problem is, is that ninety percent of the news is truer from TMZ. No, exactly. Than what you're getting yeah. from a news outlet. Yeah. That. <sighs> I just think personally that a paparazzi is fucking ridiculous. Not just because of what happened with Kobe Bryant, but 
because of how they are with people. Like uh, fucking Justin Bieber, ninety percent of them Luke Combs. I mean, if they want to go and get a fucking burger, let them go get a burger. You don't need to be in their shit. Like, did you get it with lettuce? Yeah, why didn't you? All, why didn't you get it like this? But, you know what I mean? But we, we all, all play it. into we it, bro. We, it. As look, I don't because I can give a shit less what they eat for lunch. Hold on, that's not you personally. Yes, but the majority. And look, let's be honest. We're all in, in one form or another. We're, we're we are. I can't even talk today. We are all artists. Okay, right. we're all trying to to promote our music. Okay, just step back for a second. Take a deep breath and think about it from that perspective. Okay, so we kind of play into it with the way we're releasing videos, with the way we're promoting our stuff on social media. Right. We're kind of playing into the whole machine. And if the people, the fans that we're trying to reach want that kind of stuff, which they obviously do because it's hard. But I think because that's it's being different. You're, you're that we, talking about as it's not of, different at all. Uh, it is because th- this is, listen, listen to what I'm saying. You're totally different. From it's not what, different what he's saying right now, he's talking about what we do, what we put out, what we choose to not, put out. It, no, I, I'm, but, I'm generalizing But, but what I'm artists. talking about is the people who so, are up your ass with wherever you go so and what you're it's doing. It's twofold. Here's the thing. You work to get to that point where people give a shit where you eat. Yeah. Right. Now, Luke Combs going to a restaurant can make or break that restaurant. Right. Nine times out of ten, what where he's going and what he's doing has been paid for or set up behind the scenes. Right. <clears throat> it's not if if it's on Instagram or something or there's an entourage of people, it's because his people have leaked something to a group of people telling him he's gonna be there because PR is PR no matter what. Just like in the 70s, you would have Waylon Jennings put out things saying he had an $8,000 day cocaine habit. Bad PR is better than no PR. You have Justin Bieber's people leaking that he's going to be at. Okay, but also now 12 whores because that's still publicity. It keeps them relevant. Okay, so just hear me out on this part. Because this this is what kind of irritates me and pisses me off about the whole thing. I somehow I stumbled across this video on YouTube and there's this dude named uh, David Dobrik. Like he does all this crazy shit on YouTube. Anyways, I've been watching his shit. So he he did a video with Justin Bieber, and this is why I brought it up. And he said in the video, he goes, "Yeah, he goes, there's fucking like ten, fifteen cars that always stay parked outside of my house. They follow me wherever I go. Like that to me is just too much. But they're tipped off by his people. Justin no, they Bieber. stay parked outside of his house all the time. Telling, that that's what I'm he's saying. You. You need to do a little more research. Those 10 to 15 paparazzi that are following all these celebrities all around are tipped off by their people because it keeps that person. But you can't tell me that from the celebrity's point of view, that shit's irritating. It doesn't matter. That's what you want. Certain work ones, of course. Certain ones, of course. But it comes with the on. fucking territory. Like, and then you get these ones that go to places where the paparazzi are camping out. The, I could go. My memory ain't that good, but the Ivy is one of them. If you go to have lunch at the Ivy, you know there's freaking paparazzi there. Right. So it's a again. Look, you got to take it back to what I said. I'm not saying you personally, but let me tell you this also. I, I'm, I'm, we're good buddies now. I know you spend a lot of time watching YouTube videos. Yeah. Okay, that's part of the machine, brother. I know. That's part but of the machine. It, I think what you're, y'all are thinking in a different direction no, I, than, I understand. than what you're I'm, I'm kind of thinking. thinking. You're talking basically like, I just, Diane, I, I, I don't chasers. see it's terrible. Yes, it's like terrible, the purpose of being up somebody's ass all day. I just I don't it, understand because that. Because it helps those people's Instagram followers, which makes them money. It helps their Twitter. It's, it's you all part of the You know the number one thing a place asks now? The number one question when they're booking somebody they don't know? How many people follow you on social oh, media? Oh, I know. That, that's so, a huge thing. If I custom to paparazzi, my album sales are going to go up. More yeah. people are going to follow my Instagram 
It's they all want to be on TMZ. It's all a they fucking. It's all a, TMZ, a gambling. You know what pisses me off though, is these people that are on social media being keyboard fucking heroes, like chastising people because they're mourning the death of Kobe. Well, you should mourn the death of these soldiers. You should mourn the death of this person. And then person, a whole person. Here's post started going around from fucking from 2005. Okay, first of all, people, if you're going to put news out there, put it out right. If not, you're a bigger part of the problem than what the fucking problem is. Nobody, nobody has the right, if I want to mourn over Kobe Bryant, if I, I don't fucking judge these people who mourn animals dying more than people. Yeah. Which I personally think, and y'all can hate me, I have a dog that I would lay down for right now. Yeah. But if they told me to choose that fucking dog or my kids, I'm choosing my children every yeah, day. of course. Right. You have people, and this, 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 is, this is where my rant starts. There were three hundred to 400,000 people that, that two weeks ago were vilifying Michael Vick because the NFL had chose him to represent one side of the Pro Bowl. We're talking about a guy, whether it right or wrong, who before what happened with him, he wouldn't have even paid a fine in 90% of the counties in Virginia. Mm -hmm. It would have been swept under the rug. He was a celebrity, and because of that, he was publicly chastised. And whether anybody likes it, he did lose a big chunk. Now, in our society, we're supposed to be innocent and proven guilty, which never fucking happens because everything is a perception game, and nobody cares about the actual guilt or innocence of anybody they want to vilify him from the go and then they can play damage control later right in our society it's supposed to be when you when you pay your dues when you pay for the crime you committed it doesn't matter if joe blow on the street thinks that that crime your time matched it a jury of your peers and a judge approved that time it's paid for let the man go back to his, his life and his living. And anybody, I'm sure that this is going to blow up. People are going to get pissed off and I'm going to lose people. Don't give a rat's ass because everybody should be different. If I go to jail for whipping the shit out of somebody and they say, you've got to serve fucking six months in jail. When I'm done, it should be over. The purpose yeah. of our system is to rehabilitate and release people back into society to be meaningful members of society. Now, if I went to jail for six months, probably a felony, I'm going to lose my rights to have a gun, my rights to vote, and I'm going to have to work to be a good citizen enough to get those right. back. That's all on the back end of it. Kobe Bryant, I, I love the post that Kobe Bryant was a rapist. And that kind of, because that's what I was going to talk about. He he was never convicted of a crime. Yeah, but people are going, "Why are you worshiping Kobe? He it's was a rape. He, he was a, a rapist." When I grew up, well, people are saying you shouldn't pay your respects to him. Like, okay, so it, it's like the Delaware or something. Jimmy Allen shared it, and they literally said that you should not mourn the death of Kobe Bryant because he was a racist. And rapist, yeah. not racist. Rapist. Just said racist. Uh, well, I meant to say rapist, <clears throat> but. Uh, Jimmy Allen, you know, the guy who has that song Best Shot, literally because he's from Delaware, he made a public post, told them, they said, don't ever come to my shows, don't ask me for interviews, if that's how you're going to treat somebody who is dead. Here's the problem. He never even got convicted of it. Was never convicted. But in a court of public perception, everybody wants to hang somebody immediately. Well, I think people nowadays are more focused on the negative of somebody than the positive. People would rather hear bad you, shit about you before you, good shit. We grow up differently. When I, when I grew up, it was 
sports were, in my dad's eyes, probably closer up there above godliness. Mm -hmm. My dad was an athlete and a tremendous one at that. My dad's biggest hobby as an adult was going and getting autographs and, and memorabilia signed. It was a big deal. So you spent your your Saturdays and Sundays watching sports. You know, I, I've always felt kind of great that I lived in an era where we got to watch Jordan, Kobe, LeBron yeah, James, right, yeah. the tail end of Magic Johnson and Kareem yeah, Abdul-Jabbar, yeah. Larry Bird, you know, those players. I got to see all that. If I want to be upset and post, you know, rest in peace Kobe or – even shed a tear and have my private moment over what he meant to me. I don't judge somebody for what they find solace in. So if if somebody out there, they, their life, and they've dedicated it, and they want to go out and – I don't even know what to compare it to. Like if, if, you, if you dedicate your life to public service organizations. Right. I'm a member of the Eagles, so let's use the Eagles. And yep. the president of the Eagles died. You'd never met him. He never really had a bearing on your life, but it upset you because it's something that you're involved with yeah, and believe yeah. in. Kobe did numerous things for children in L.A. He put schools of children through yeah. colleges. Uh, the basketball organization, if you're reading anything about, like, he didn't charge those kids. Yeah, the whole thing about the Mamba Academy and what he was doing for women's sports and what he did for the WNBA. Let me just say one thing about Kobe. I think was a very unique situation because we watched him grow up. The usual age when somebody reaches the NBA is like early 20s. He, right. got, he got drafted when he was 17. His rookie year, he was 18 years old. And he was you know, voted into the All-Star game without being a starter. He wasn't even a starter. That's the way is the popularity. He's, he's one of those people that we watch grow up on TV, watch grow up in, in front of our face from the guy that was just taking ridiculous shots and you're thinking, wow, this trade The guy that went to prom with Brandy. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that was you know. a huge thing, too. They went... I mean, it's just like if people want to be upset about this, let them be upset. Let them be upset. Yeah. Why does it? But like does it really it, have any bearing on your life? No. If Joe, I, I think it upset? also it has to do with people nowadays are more focused on the negative of somebody than the positive. Yeah. yeah most of the coverage, I tell you, I've I've been deep, deep, deep in the coverage. And it's a very small percent of that are bringing up the, the negative things. So I think still right now, I even watched all the sports shows yesterday, the, mor- the morning talk shows, ESPN, Fox Sports. And, of course, everybody, they're going to mention it. It's a little blur, but it's, you know, it's not at the beginning of the story. It's, it's buried deep in. And I think that's where I'm it should be. I'm talking about the keyboard warriors, the yeah. individuals. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I believe the news coverage has been decent. Yeah. Um, which is hard for me to say because most of the time news coverage is atrocious about anything. They tell you what they want you to hear, and then. Well, I think that I the, think we had a conversation major, about that too. The major news uh, outlets right now are more concerned with the impeachment right now, so you're not getting a lot of the overexposed coverage that I think you would from a CNN and Fox if it was a different case. If the impeachment wasn't happening, they'd be all over the story. And then maybe you know, a lot. but I mean, you know, you saw, you did see, along with talking about the TMZ thing when we first started talking about it, all, all of the early reports. There were so many wrong reports that did come out. Rick and, Fox was there, yeah, one of them. Rick Fox, and that that all of his daughters were in there with him was one of the early reports. So, and I don't think TMZ was the one that did any of they those reports. They, they were the ones that. If came, I'm correct, MSNBC right. put out that Rick Fox yeah. was on there, yeah. and then Rick Fox's lawyer came out and said, um, "I'm on the phone with this cat. He's." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally alive. Um, 
So anyway. I just feel like you know the, the different strokes for different folks. Yeah. We're we're Live a greater. Let people do what they want to do. We're a greater con- country and a greater people due to the sums of our differences, and not our parts as a whole. Our differences is what makes us stronger. I really believe that you know a week or so off of celebration of Martin Luther King and things like that, that people need to take a step back that if we were all the same, it would really be some boring shit. Yeah. Like, it would be horribly yeah. flat across the board if we all like the same music, if we all like the same art, if we all like the same Everybody people. like the same shit. Nothing it would be would boring. Be so our differences is what makes us so great as a people. And actually, what created this country was differences. Yeah, yeah. If you want to be upset about Kobe, that's fine. If you also want to be upset about the other eight people involved, that's fine too. Yeah. If you want to be upset about 34 years ago, the, the the space shuttle crashing, that's perfectly fine. It's all acceptable. Your emotions are valid, but don't chastise others for what you don't believe is an emotional event. Because when I grew up, I could tell you flat out, I saw my father, I think, cry twice in his entire life. Once was his father, once was his brother passing. I could tell you that if Roger Staubach or Troy Aikman had passed while my dad was living, I'd have probably seen him three or four. Yeah. 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 It was just so. Now, I grew up in that kind of family, too. Sports was very pivotal. I mean, we, we all played sports as kids, you know, yep. and Pop Warner Leagues and high school and, and all that. And, you know, my dad, again, was, was a fireman and, and – just a, I consider my dad the Marlboro man. You know what I'm saying? Not, that's, he did smoke when he was young, but just rough and tumble and can do anything and yeah. tackle anything and take on anything. Outdoorsman, sports, fireman, whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's just the way I grew up. Outdoors, playing sports. You know, that's what that was before the era before, you know, all the kids are walking around looking at this all day long. That's all they do. You know what I'm saying? We didn't have that crap. So we were I just I just think that we need to running, ripping and roaring. Dude, we never came inside. You know, when it was summertime, Lord, no streetlights. You know, on. it was funny. We were talking about that um, the other night when I was over at my dad's house. Get off my lawn. No, so when <laughs> when I was a kid and, and it was kind of the same way, like I grew up. Like, you when, still fucking are. When, yeah, you're fucking. I'm talking about when I was a kid. Whippersnapper. Talking about when I was a kid. Right. So when I was a kid, like even at my mom's house, we lived out in the middle of nowhere and shit. We didn't have internet. I think till I was like sixteen or seventeen is when we finally got like high speed internet. But growing up, I lived. I had a four wheeler. I had a basketball hoop. Like I had shit that I did outside. Like I constantly. I mean, I didn't have any other kids around because I lived in the middle of nowhere. But I made my own fun. You know what I mean. And when I was at my dad's house, we were talking about this because when I was a kid at my dad's, my dad had a four-wheeler for me, a three-wheeler, a dirt bike. And, like, his rule with me was as long as I'm a good kid, didn't he'll give me whatever yeah. he can possibly give. And the reason we got on the whole subject is because my brother, he's 17 now. When I got my license, he told me that it was my fault that he started playing video games too much because when I got my license, I was never home out. To, yeah. to be out to play with him. You know, and which, you know, we, we just got in this whole conversation about kids now yeah. that are addicted to the phone and the internet like my kids love their electronics but you know sometimes i'll just be like go run around yeah and they like outside too so I'm go pretty- find a salamander oh dude that was like the holy grail i caught yeah. the woods on fire one time with a magnifying glass i almost caught the house on fire i was playing with uh plastic army men in my house and this is in alexandria 
You know, Bed house, when you were a kid? had a house, and then we had like shrubs in the front. You know, and I had, there was a little some area behind the shrubs, a little couple feet oh, in between. No, thank you. They're I, so good. I'm probably stanky, but not right now. Um, True. So I'd get back there, and I'd play back there, and I was playing one day with the army man, and I had a lighter, like a little fires and stuff like that. When the bushes caught on fire, <laughs> my mom comes home and she, you know, yells and. She grabs a hose and puts it out. Man, I got to ask. I hate it when my mom I got to ask whooping when dad got home that night, boy. I, I hated when my mom grabbed my hose. Yeah, no. Do them at the house. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, goddamn. I remember when I was a kid, like, I think I was maybe 16. Uh, I had a four wheeler, and back behind my house, there was a hill like this. Yeah. Right? I mean, it was steep. But I was on the four-wheeler, and, like, I felt like it kept leaning. You know, I'm leaning on the four-wheeler to try to, like, counterbalance it. Yeah, and finally, yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, this shit ain't safe. So I got on the side, and it actually ended up flipping down the hill. Yeah. So, like, I was so freaked out. I, I called my mom for myself, and I was like, I flipped the four-wheeler back in the woods. Dude, this, I had a Nextel. You remember those, the chirp chirp phones? Best part, best part of the story is he's out in the woods, flipped the four-wheeler. I did. Called mom on the cell phone. I did. Jesus, poor kid. Well, I fuck. I had to get a goddamn tractor back there. Yeah, yeah. No, see, in my era, we're, I didn't have fucking texting on it. I had a hundred minutes. <laughs> okay, it was the old ass Nextel. How dare you, Dina, for not getting his child texting on his phone? He was so. I didn't even know how to fucking text. Baby. Oh my god, I mean, me. You need to be no, fuck me. I'm crawling back Tony, with my leg. Him. My leg hanging Tony, off. I'm crawling back. And you're the same. Look, I'm sorry. You, when you grew up, you had the days of fucking party lines, and I, you had to wait for the neighbor to no, get off the goddamn phone. Thank you very much. Tony, we did smoke signals. Tony, Mike. he needs a hug and a safe yeah. room. No, uh, fuck y'all. Snowflake, fuck your hugs baby. and fuck a safe oh, room. Oh, I had oh, to call my, Snowflake. I rolled the SUV and had to call my mom on the cell phone. Definitely had four wheeler. Whatever. God damn, you old fucks are irritating Jesus as hell sometimes. Christ, Say one boy. thing about hey, a boomer. cell phone. <laughs> hey, Boomer. Look here, fucking, Poor oh yeah, baby. Kool-Aid guy. Fucking blueberry combs. <laughs> I keep asking if anybody wow. has questions for us, but we got no questions. I think people just out. like it when we they start arguing. and jump out real quick. I think. It's because of JD's hatred for fat people. He doesn't like the morbidly obese, and he makes fun of fun of us. Shut up, you fat bitch! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. I love you, man. I was hoping Eric Geller was in so we could get him to call in and apologize he won't, dude. To he you. won't. He, he won't. Ducks us. He ducks got, us like a bulimic and a fucking cake sore. He's got some great. I'll tell you another. He's got great Kobe stories. I'll tell you one other connection I have with the Lakers and Kobe. A good radio friend of mine who was the program director at KGGI in Riverside, Kid J. Used to be for many, many years a ball a ball boy for the Lakers during both the the Magic Johnson and Kobe Shaq era. Big shout out to Kid J. If we could talk to him, man, he could tell some incredible. Wasn't it Will Chamberlain who needed his own ball boy? <laughs> Sorry, that's a bad joke. Goddamn. Sorry. That's now talk about too soon. Will's still alive, isn't he? Yeah. No, the whole that's too soon. Will banged up ten thousand women, bro. That's kind of an achievement more than anything. I'm not going to get into that right now. You have to be a physically fit son of a bitch to nail 10,000 I don't condone that kind of activity. It's bad. <laughs> Sexual activity is bad? All right, what do y'all got going on this weekend? I don't even... I'm fucking dumb with Tony. Yeah, we, we, we got on our brag about my wife saying that she had a good sex life. And, and his dad. You want me to grab it? That dad. No, you can't Rob, grab it. Rob, what are you doing that? this weekend? Please. What are you doing? 
playing the Fredericksburg Eagles Friday night. Yes, Saturday. Friday night. I know. What are you doing Saturday? Um, Wilmina Wells just joined. Guess what, Tony? Some great I'm talking to Rob right now. Wilmina Wells, great songs in a trance. Work that night. So Friday night, you got the Eagles. OJ. Cool Springs, yeah. full band. Yeah. Eight to twelve. Yeah. What are you doing Saturday? Gonna tug on my dad all weekend. <laughs> So you're off Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dad. I, I have you this stat of uh, it's a song that I couldn't get on the billboard. Tony won't talk to us Fuck now. Fuck you, Tony. <laughs> Shout out Wilmina Wells. We had some great records together. Dad, you want to tell us what you're doing this weekend? Would you like to hey, tell us hire about me. That? Hit me up. I'm available. Hit me up. Damn. All right, I'll let your man. Well, Friday show. night. Yeah, where are you at this weekend, JD? Uh, the Golden Child is at a Cancun Margarita in the mall. I haven't played there in like four years. The Another place Child. Tony B put on the map. You're Dude, I used to kill it on Thursday nights. I was the only country band in there for I don't know how long. I did two and a half years every Saturday night. Oh, people I'm a fucking hero over Dude, here. Dude, I remember. That. I, that's, I've been there before when you were there. When you heard, that was prob- all- probably when you heard the first really good DJ in Fredericksburg. Ooh. Got him. Yeah, we got him. Sorry. <laughs> Can we edit? What is the time of that? What is the time of the podcast? Oh, we're getting ready to wrap it up. That shit's coming out. <laughs> Please. So, anyways. Sorry. You know, I love it when people call themselves like they title themselves this and that, and they've never done this or that. Shut up, Jerry. Like having a dat. So or, that- yeah, or saying producer, and you've never produced a song in your life. Oh, yeah. No, I can agree with that a lot. Just a joke. Uh, actually, a lot. That's see, that's that's the whole. Hey, you know, no, I want to apologize to everybody too. There's people dropping comments. I ended up with like 17 watch parties. Yeah, and um, I told you you were gonna have a bunch of them. I don't when even first know started. what like some of the comments are about, so I apologize. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Tony, I I, I agree with what you're saying because there's also other professions where people do it too. Yeah. My ex-wife watches the podcast. Just, you know, man. I know I flex sometimes, but at least the shit I flex on, I actually fucking did. That's you know true. What I'm I don't flex on shit because I'm I'm not a has been. Yeah. I never was, and I'm cool with it. Yeah, and I don't share people's mug shots. Just saying. We should have a segment. And I wasn't even talking about that one. We should have a segment. I do share people's mug shots in private circles. I was talking about the name you mentioned a few minutes ago. Who, me? No. There's a mugshot? Man, there was a mugshot, and my boss at the time, my GM at the time, wanted to run rampant with it, and I kept him from doing it. Really? Yeah, man. Another behind-the-scenes thing you just don't know about Tony B. God, we are getting deep on this week's episode. Dude, I got some good mugshots, too, though, like of people. Yeah. Fortunately, I don't share that shit. I don't have one. I cannot wait for JD oh, to get I, his I first mugshot. I mean, if I do, you know. Dude, if I'm going to get a mugshot, it's going to be for something good. Share and share a life, I'm trying to think of, if I don't have a mugshot. I've never been arrested. I haven't either. I've been detained, but I've, I've never been arrested. Produced. We were talking about mud shots, and you were on your. Not money yeah, shots, mug yeah. shots. I don't even. Tony. No, nah, nah, what I'm saying Tony, is, if Tony. I get it, if I get a mugshot, share that shit. Share it. Tony, share it. Tony, Tony, Tony. And I'll, I'll stop, own stop, it. Stop, stop, stop. I'll own that shit, hey. homie. 
Cut, cut, cut for just a second. <laughs> you seem very aggressive all of a sudden. Yeah, you're very. I dropped a dirty below the belt joke, and I would like to publicly apologize. No, that does not, dude. It, I like it. I, I like feel the, like no, you don't. I want to go. It makes me want to go sock that fool in the face. I okay. Can you edit the name out when we put this I'm, up, though? No, I don't think so. Oh, you can't hit a beep in there. Nah, we were at about forty nine minutes. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody in Auburn. Nobody really cares. <laughs> Tony's got, look at his face. I know, you have this aggression. You know you look like, put your hood up. Hoodie up? Hoodie up. We going in? Let's go. Ted Kaczynski. Let's go. (laughs) Ted Kaczynski right there. Old people like me and Tony know who that is. He was sexy. If it was a sexy Oh, movie. my God. Tony the Unibomber. All right, y'all. We appreciate it you hanging out on this week's episode of Behind the Grind Podcast. My name is J.D. Roberts. This is the old angry man, and this is Blueberry Combs. We hope to see you on next week. <laughs> I fucking hate you. Hey. Oh, yeah, Tony. Out. Take it out. <laughs> Behind the Grind Podcast. Behind the Grind Podcast. First, we produce records because we call ourselves a producer. Then we podcast behind the grind podcast. You got awful angry here towards the end of this episode. That's mic work, baby. See y'all next week.